I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. We're going to talk a little presidential politics for the next few minutes here, you and I. And I need your help on this one. 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. As we jump into uh, this topic, uh, it has to do with Evan McMullen. You remember Evan McMullen? In the 2016 presidential race, he ran as an independent, uh, running mate Mindy Finn, you remember? Uh, and here in Utah, uh, history was made. Here in Utah, a third-party candidate uh, garnered the highest percentage of support among voters, uh, as has been the case uh, at, at any time in Utah history. In fact, a Republican candidate for uh, president scored the lowest in terms of percentage of support uh, here in Utah in a long, long time. That percentage uh, is secured by Donald Trump. Now, while while President Trump did earn you know, a, a, a larger percentage of the popular vote, all the electoral college votes, uh, the percentage of the popular vote only was was only 45.54 percent, 27 percent for Hillary Clinton. And then uh, this history making number, 21 and a half percent secured by independent Evan McMullen. If you remember back to March 3rd, uh, we spoke to Evan McMullen here on this radio program. We were broadcasting live from the, the Marmalade branch of the Salt Lake uh, city library system. And uh, as we were there, this was totally unscheduled. We had a number of guests, a number of representatives from the, the candidates' campaigns. Uh, as as we were there, uh, I see a gentleman walk in. I say, uh, Amy, is that uh, that's Ed McMullen right there, isn't it? Go, go see if he'd like to be on the radio. Let's see uh, if I might be able to ask him for whom he is voting here today. Because we didn't know. I uh, didn't know what he was uh, for whom he would be casting his vote on the 3rd of March, uh, primary day here in Utah. And so it was. Amy tracked him down. He was very gracious. He sat down with me for, I think, about 10 minutes. We went back and forth talking politics. And I said, uh, I said, well, uh, Evan, if, if it's not inappropriate for me to ask, uh, for whom are you casting your vote today? And he said, Bill Weld. Bill Weld. Uh, another past guest on this program, also a former governor of Massachusetts, uh, he uh, once as well ran uh, as a libertarian. And in this uh, most recent primary, he uh, was running and it was for him that Evan McMullen cast his vote. It was a fascinating conversation. McMullen had uh, wonderfully praising words uh, for Mr. Weld and uh, well, fast forward to uh, last week. 
I'm sitting there scrolling around on Twitter, and if I'm honest, I hadn't really thought of Evan McMullen. I don't think about him uh, that often. I'm not exactly sure what he's up to. It may be a think tank or uh, something along those lines. Uh, but uh, but Evan McMullen uh, ha- has faded a bit from uh, at least popular political culture and life, and certainly has faded from uh, my mind. Uh, no, not to d- disparage him at all, but he's back. He is uh, making a certain view of his uh, known, and it has to do uh, with uh, the gentleman he will be supporting this year uh, for the office of uh, president. Let me play uh, for you Evan McMullen announcing his endorsement. I plan to put country over party and in November cast my vote for Joe. He continues. Imagine the America we can have with a president who actually wants to preserve the republic, who builds us up and unites us, who listens to experts and embraces facts who puts our interests above his own. Imagine that, America, my friends. Imagine. It won't be easy, but if we're willing to reach for it, we can have it. I wouldn't otherwise uh, you know, be airing uh, these types of endorsements or spending this much time uh, on an endorsement like this. Uh, endorsements are a tough thing. They don't often, uh, in my opinion, carry much weight. Uh, you know, I... You and I, we're, we're smart enough to make up our minds uh, on our own, and uh, endorsements, I, I think, are much more important to the headline makers, or to the headline writers, I should say, and not so much uh, to the decisions made by uh, you and me in the ballot box, or uh, you know, on the mail-in ballot, whichever way we go about things this year. And so, I, I, the, why am I talking about uh, Evan McMullen. It, it demands an explanation, and it is uh, because there is a period of Utah history here where uh, over a fifth of Utahns who cast their ballot in the presidential election of 2016, uh, they decided that Evan McMullen was their guy. Here in Utah, uh, there is a very healthy percentage of the population uh, that had at one point put its faith in Evan McMullen. And so it is uh, that I ask that same 21.54% and anyone else who wants to weigh in, does Evan McMullen speaking up along these lines, expressing uh, his desire to endorse uh, Joe Biden, does it change your mind? Does it mean anything to you? 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union Text line. Let's go back uh, a, a few years. I uh, was curious to see if uh, President Trump had ever weighed in on uh, Evan McMullen's presence in the race uh, across the country, and in particular uh, his impact here in, in Utah. And just for the sake of remember when, uh, here's what Trump had to say about Evan McMullen four years ago. I said to my wife, that's correct, that's his name. He said, Evan McMuffin. Do you believe this? Or something like that. I never heard of this guy before. Nobody did. (laughs) The president continues. What he could have done is if he won Utah, except that we won by so much, he could have stopped us from appointing Supreme Court judges. That's what he could have done. All right. Bad. Sort of a bad guy. All right. So uh, that's what the president had to say. He's got to air. Whatever. Uh, Mr. McMullen, he he continues Uh, In that announcement I shared for you a moment ago, he uh, continues talking about uh, specifically President Trump uh, this November. So he's gone beyond endorsing uh, Joe Biden and is maybe placing himself firmly in the never Trump 
category, uh, as evidenced, I think, also by his support of uh, Bill Weld early March. We must be ready, ready to choose facts over lies, hope over despair, love over fear, and good over evil. We must be ready to defeat Donald Trump. And in this year and in those that come, we must also send his enablers in Congress home, too. All right. And he continues. He talks about how we, the American people, should follow our forefathers' footsteps on changing this country. But let us now seize this moment, not only to defeat the darkness of Trumpism, but to resume the American journey that our ancestors started nearly 250 years ago at Trenton and continued then at Gettysburg, Selma, and Seneca Falls. We must do as they did, acting with courage, commitment to founding principles, and an enduring hope for the America that can be. In the last word uh, by Evan here, and then we'll move on, but I'm just, I, the reason, again, why I bring this up uh, is because uh, Mr. McMullen had uh, such a profound and historic influence on the election here in Utah. It didn't, didn't change the outcome. You know, all the electoral votes went to Donald Trump. Uh, the, the, the popular vote uh, was secured in the largest number by uh, Donald Trump, but it wasn't over 50%. And uh, credit for keeping Donald Trump under 15, uh, under 50 percent must go to Evan McMullen. Last word from McMullen here talking about uh, how he sees uh, better days coming. My dear friends, though darker days may still lie ahead, I believe that this is not the twilight of our great republic, but a precious opportunity for its rebirth. This is my hope, my prayer and my pledge. May God bless you and may God bless America. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, let me share with you one text here that's come in. The question I asked uh, is, does McMullen's endorsement here mean anything to you? Uh, will you be swayed at all? Do you reconsider uh, your vote in any way after hearing that Evan McMullen is endorsing Joe Biden? Tweet to come in. Uh, it says, Evan McMullen has no sway on my vote this go around. Him endorsing Joe Biden is as worthless as a bag of hair. We'll let that be the last word. Quick break. When we return... I want to talk to you about what's happening in Kenosha and the president's intended trip to visit that community just tomorrow. And I'll get your thoughts next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.